Hey everybody, welcome to another bonus episode of Randing and Raving. We are back with Joe Rand, Chief Creative Officer for Howard Hanna Rand Realty and Real Estate Raconteur. The premise of this series is very simple. We have listeners call in to 480-270-4590 and leave a question or a comment for Joe to respond to. Joe has no idea which voicemail I'm going to play for him, and we just sit back, relax, and let Joe go. So let's get this show on the road. Joe, how's it going? Hey, Bill. How are you, man? Hey, one thing really quick. Um, do you know this is our 20th episode? Number 20. Number 20. Yeah. Can't believe that we've lasted this long. Most That's podcasts, amazing. Most podcasts flame out at about seven. So you're, this, one, uh, this one should have flamed out after about seven. <laughs> crawl. I mean, like, for the, by all intents and purposes. But, you know, in any just world, this, this uh, podcast would not make it to episode number 20. There are many more deserving podcasts. That have never gotten through. Now this look, stuff. now look. You 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 saw the article Jay Thompson wrote. He talked about your two wonderful books, right? Jay Thompson, a very kind man. You know, obviously uh, Zillow Zillow um, Zillow bro. guy. Zillow bro. Zillow bro. Zillow bro. Yeah. Zillow bro. Um, the uh, he's very kind. He's a great writer, and he wrote for Inman a couple of weeks ago. He did uh, put together a list of the ten best real estate and sales books of all time, which is really quite a title. And he had a bunch of great books on there. He had a, he had the Dale Carnegie book, which is like the founder of the whole thing. He had a book by Game had, had uh, by Game Robert Cialdini, who is a brilliant uh, psychiatrist, uh, does social science work out of Arizona, and is in the book Influence really changed my life. It was a great book. He had books from Katie Lance. He had books from Chris Smith. He had book. Um, uh, he had book. Uh, he had obviously Keller's book, uh, the the millionaire uh, real estate agent. Um, and he had both my books on it, which was really kind. And he did, yes, say nice things about this podcast. He's one of our, he's one of our, I think, uh, top listeners. He's given us two questions, both of which were very good. Um, and, uh, and he did, his involvement did lead to the Zillow bro moment, which I still think is the highlight of our first 20 episodes that people should absolutely track down and find because it really was fun. Um, so yeah, that was good. But I got to say something, Bill. We talked last week about your son taking you to golf and how great that was. Now, I have to just tell you, that really spoke to me because my son's playing a little golf and things like that. But then what I, what I have to tell you about my kids is that if, if, if my, I very, it's been a little bit tough getting my kids into sports. But when I get them into a sport, if I, I've tried so many different types of sports, the only sports they like are brutally expensive sports. My kids, like, I can't buy them a freaking basketball and a $15 basketball. They go down to the public hoop and they go throw and they shoot baskets. No, I don't get that. I don't get that they're into, like, even, like, baseball, where, okay, you got to buy a mitt, you got to buy a glove, you got to buy cleats, and they grow out of the cleats. There's a little bit of money there. You got to join Little League. It's a little expensive to play. But even that didn't take to that. What are my kids into? Well, He's in a golf, which is like the most expensive sport you can get a kid into. Just to play it is like, I mean, you know, public course, you get 25 bucks, but you know, you want to, you have to buy a bag, you have to buy the clubs, you have to do the, you have to have balls, you, all those balls you lose in the, in the, in the wind at, at, uh, Hugh Island, you got to replace them. Um, so he's in a golf. She's into gymnastics. Oh, one of these sports where there's no equipment. Except oh. for the fact that we had to buy her, we bought her like a, 
like a, some sort of apparatus that she has up in the playroom that she uses, which was a big Christmas gift for her. So she does that. And the coaching. I hear Co- the coaching. Oh. Yeah, just go she, every, you know, she goes gymnastics like once a week. It's like, it's more expensive than my therapy. <laughs> and my therapy's very expensive, Bill. <laughs> and I have to go to my therapy because if I don't go to my therapy, she doesn't prescribe me the drugs. If I don't take the drugs, then I Things just, happen. Uh, bad things. I Let's just say bad on. things happen. Yeah. Let's keep it so at that. I got to do that. I got to do that. And, but she's got, you know, this, this, the gymnastics, it's like the biggest, she's there for an hour. How much expensive could it be? An hour costs so much money. So that's, but those are, those are their two sports they have equally, right? That, that's yeah. their, you know, she, he doesn't do gymnastics. She doesn't do, um, uh, uh, golf. Oh. And by the way, he went to golf camp this year, not sleepaway, but he went to golf camp, not cheap. She went yeah. to gymnastics camp. I, I had to sell my car bill. <laughs> I have to walk now to work because she wants to go to gymnastics camp. Well, thank God you live in a village. You live in a village. It's all good. I live in a small village. It's very, yeah. very walkable. So I have a good walk score in my home. On, oh, on good, good, good. Yeah. So he's got golf. She's got gymnastics. And then there are two sports more they do together. More? Two, two others. They do, okay. There are three sports that they are principally into right now. Okay. Besides swimming. swimming, They don't really do sports swim. They just swim. Okay. But there's two organized sports that they do. Now, I want you to guess, knowing that the clue is, think of the most expensive sports there are. That's the two sports my kids are into. I'll give, I'll give you a couple of guesses. I, I, well, I would think one of them involves horses. Oh, you're a brilliant man. Yes. <laughs> The sport of kings, Bill. Yes. My kids are into horseback riding. Oh, I no. you, my wife got him into horseback riding during COVID because she wanted them out, you know, to do stuff outside the house. Yeah. I'm like, we couldn't get him into hiking. Hiking's free. <laughs> we live in a great area where there's a, a hiking trail like a half mile from my house. Yeah, or like mountain biking. It's just a bike. <laughs> they already have bikes. They can oh, go mountain biking. But no, she's got to get him into horses. Bill, this oh. is like these horses. Oh. And, and then like, and, 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 and not only is the, you know, the weekly lesson like brutally expensive, right? Yeah. And, like it's the most useless skill in the world. Like I know you went to Vegas and you threw axes and I'd said that yeah. was the most useless thing in the world. Yeah. I don't know how riding a horse like today we have cars now, Bill, you don't yeah, need do. to ride the horses. No, 150 no. years ago, riding a horse was a very important thing. You don't know how to do. Yes. Today, it's just, it's like a relic. It's like a, an appendix. You don't need it. You don't need horses. We don't need to ride horses anymore. We have cars. We have motorcycles. What do you? I'm going to ask you a question. You're uh, you're you're really big in your community. Which, by the way, I think there's nothing more important for someone in your position. What you do for a living, you know, running these big brokerages and all that yeah. stuff you do, to to be a part of the community. It's so yeah. important. But yeah. what would you do? You're you're at the tent and you're hanging out, and someone comes up and it's the person who owns the horse ranch that you're paying all the money to. What, 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 what do you say oh, to him? You heard this, you mean, if you heard the thing, you don't know. What would you say to her just out of the blue? Like, Oh, there you are. Oh, there's, 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 I'm there's... a nice guy. Well, of course I'm not. This bill, this is this, this persona <laughs> that we have developed for this podcast. is not the way I act in public. I'm oh, a nice guy in public. If I was I telling everybody, this is woman, the real, this is the real Joe Rand we're getting oh, here. The, no, this is the real Joe Rand. Bill, <laughs> this is the real Joe Rand. But this is not, this is where <laughs> it all comes out. Joe Rand. Okay. This is the, the other one is the fake one. Oh, the one okay. that like goes out and will say nice things. Oh, how are they doing with the lesson when I pick them up at the end of the week? And like, she, she picks me up and, 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 uh, you know, 
grabs me by the ankles and holds me upside down and shakes out every every quarter out of my pockets. Uh, I'm very nice to her. Well, she's strong woman. Strong woman. Yeah. She's very very strong. And she's very nice, and All she's right. and she's really great. Okay. So yeah, they do the horseback riding, which again a pointless skill to develop, like 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 axe throwing, pointless. <laughs> and I'm not even sure why it's a sport when the horse is the one that does everything. The horse runs. You're just sitting in a horse. How is that the sport? You know, once again, look, I got some friends who are really into, you know, the horses and, and jockeys are athletes. You don't think they're athletes? Oh, sit on their only job is to don't fall off. Don't <laughs> fall off the horse. That's your job. Ride the horse, stay on the horse till you get to the end. <laughs> okay. And the horse does all the work. All right. The horse is the athlete. You might have a point there. I, I you know, I, I, I just know I know some people are going to disagree with you, but you, you of course just, they are because they're horse people and they want to yeah. pretend that they, yeah. they're actually. This might be my most polarizing take, by the way. It might be. Um, it might it's, be. I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I get it. It's the same thing about like race car driving. Is race car driving a sport? You're driving a car around. I drive around a car every day. I don't consider it. I don't consider myself engaging in sporting activity when I go to the. Oh, wow. To wow. Up something. And I have to make both lefts and rights, Bill. I make, I make turns all sides. I make left turns. I make right turns. I do U turns. I do them all. Those guys only have to turn one way. I don't yeah, which, know way which way is it? Which way do they turn, Joe? Which way do they turn? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess <laughs> left. They go left. You can, yeah, 50 50 choice. What is it? <laughs> I'm guessing left. They go Are you left. you sticking with that? You sticking I'm with sticking that? with left. You're right. Good job. Uh, <laughs> they, go in a, they go in a clockwise circle, right? They go in a clockwise circle. Uh, it's actually counterclockwise, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I knew it was left, but I didn't. Yeah. I don't know which way the clock works. Yeah. Clocks, minor right? minor, minor details. Right. Hey, this is, you know, this this might be your most controversial, but the melon thing, you know, steal the melon, just steal the melon. Steal, it was, steal it was the right melon. there, too. Yeah. Of course, you mango, just steal mango, the melon. Yeah. I, yeah. Why would you go back and bring back that melon? I'm sorry. It wasn't a melon. It was a, it was a mango. It was a I mango. listened to it again. Again, like yesterday, just to laugh, it was funny. So. <laughs> all, right, all right, so, so all right, so, so all right, so horseback riding is the other one. Wow, brutally expensive sport of kings. Like my wow. kids, like unbelievably spoiled that they go to go. To, they're they're now after having finished gymnastics and and golf camp, they're now at horseback riding camp. Wow, that's where they are right now. Wow, going crazy. And all right, so the, there's one more sport though. There's one oh, more no. sport, and oh, it's the no. most expensive one of all, Bill. Get out of here. It's the most expensive one. Not even close. Uh, hold on. Hold on. You have to buy equipment and you have to pay to do it. I, I'm it gonna, I, at least it's only a certain time of the year, Bill. I think it's hockey. No, hockey is oh, expensive. expensive. Yeah. I think hockey is expensive too. But Figure I think skating? No. You're, uh, in the, you're, in the right, you're in the right climate, Bill. You're in the right. Uh, uh, right I, I got it. I, I, I got it. It's curling. Those things are those freaking those stones are expensive. <laughs> the broom you can get broom anywhere. Um, Broomstick. No, Bill. Go they like to ski. They love oh, to ski. Bill no. skiing. Oh, I, no. Unbelievably expensive equipment that they grow out of every year. By far the most expensive. You're not. If you want to go to ski, yeah. it's it's a minimum a hundred bucks a head to go to the mountain. But then you got um, lodging, you got you ski lodging, equipment, you got you the clothes. The clothes cost a grand for the outfit. You have to buy the things that keep your feet feet warm and your hands warm. Oh, Bill. Nelly, skiing I feel is, bad for you. It, skiing yeah. is just I, wow. I, I I swear I could not believe that they got into it. Was, these this is all COVID related. It's all like wow. we got to get the kids outdoor and do something, and we couldn't do team sports. Do you so ski? 
sports. They're all yeah. individual sports, right? Gymnastics, yeah. gymnastics is a team sport, but you're really out there by yeah. yourself. Yeah. Same thing with horseback golf. riding. Team golf on horse. You're on a golf team in high school, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but you know what I mean. It's not like baseball, football, or basketball, or hockey, or field hockey, or lacrosse, or something like that, where you really can't – you need someone else to play. You don't yeah. need anyone else to play these. You can yeah. ski by yourself. You can. You need a horse, but you can ride the horse by yourself. Um, and the uh, and you can just run around the house doing gymnastics by yourself, and you can play golf by yourself. That's why it was all COVID related. COVID is killing me, Bill. I got through the damn thing, but because of COVID, my kids are into these sports that are bankrupting me. They're bankrupting me, Bill. I can't afford this. You're uh, income. We we need to get you back out on the speaking tour. So let's figure out. <laughs> Seriously, and at the same time, all my speaking income dries up. You know, let's, let's start a hopefully, Kickstarter, hopefully. a Kickstarter campaign for Joe Rand. I think we can so, do it. I think we can do it for my kids to go to, to go to these yeah. camps. Yeah. Um, the the Jay Thompson is going to drive an explosion of book sales that will help me pay for my kids skiing this winter. I can't wait till one of them. One of them picks Harvard and the other one picks Yale. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even start that. Just, Don't even start that. All right. Hey, you ready? Let's be about private school for like high school. I looked oh. at those costs more expensive than I went oh. to when I went to Georgetown. Oh no! I mean, oh. private high school is like. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe they can get a skiing scholarship or a horseback riding scholarship. Maybe they'll get lucky. <laughs> is there a horseback you know riding scholarship to Harvard. You know that that um, hundreds of axe throwing scholarships go unused every year. So <laughs> I'm just saying, if you that's true, that is true. It is right. the axe throwing is the kind of thing like with the with the Olympics that were on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the Olympics, like that's the you want to if you want to become an Olympian and you're not particularly talented, you find a sport that like oh. nobody else does, and yeah. you become yeah. like like uh, I was know, watching it just like rapid fire pistol shooting. I'm thinking, oh, you could probably get good at that. If you just practice if I spent four years, yeah. I could probably become good enough to try to make the U.S. team. Yeah, you get, you not, get the, you I go get citizenship in like some yeah, Bermuda, Bermuda. And then I join their team. And you're and on, you, I, get, yeah. you get the Olympic swag. It's all good. I love, I love the way you think. Um, all right. Here's our question this week. You ready? Yeah. All right. Here we Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Joe Rand, Ryan Bocross from Houston, Texas. Hoping this question gets through to you. It's going to be quick and simple, probably not painless, but I want to hear your take on whether a real estate agent can come in and be effective, do well, and find success part-time. Let's hear it, Joe. Ryan, is it Bowcross? Is that yes. what he said? It? Ryan, yeah. Now- this is the here's the thing about Ryan is I have gotten to know Ryan really over the last couple of years almost entirely from social media. Hmm. I, I it may be that we've we've we may have met live and we may have like been in the same conversation class, but we definitely haven't spent like a lot of time together like at any of these events or anything like that. He lives in Houston, I live in New York, um, and um, but it's really like a Facebook friendship. I mean, he's he's very for some reason the algorithm likes him for me and I see all his stuff and I guess he sees mine because he comments on a lot. Really good guy, really brilliant agent. I mean, his mind really smart. I can see the way he does things. He's got, you know, his whole mentality I think is really dead on in terms of doing things the right way. Um, And uh, the only problem with Ryan. (laughs) Oh no. Here we go. Here's the only problem. Now here's another good thing about Ryan. Ryan, um, we've talked about like the sports your kids get into. All right. The sport, I think it's his daughter. He's been posting a lot about it. Is a they fish? 
Like they fish competitively, right? Yes. Have you yes. seen that? Yep. And I think she's like really accomplished at fishing, which yep. I wish my kids would get into fishing because fishing, <laughs> fishing at least you you might get to eat something at the end. Exactly. Like that's something they they're bringing value when they're, they're saving money. They're you saving couple, you money. You get a couple of poles. You buy some bait. Now you got to get a boat, but maybe like I think he probably has a boat. I think he yeah. actually has a boat. I think he, he does. Something yeah. up about about getting a, a boat. Really good guy. And boy, I mean, listen, could you? He's from Houston. He fishes. You know, he's done all these things. He's a really good guy. His only problem is he's from Houston, and I think he's an Astros fan. I've seen him oh, post the Astros big time, and and that's just shameful. <laughs> I mean, it's shameful to be a fan of the Astros. You can't be a fan I of the agree. Astros. I agree. It's like being a fan of like. Rosie Ruiz, you know, <laughs> famously cheated on the Boston Marathon. How old are you? How old are you? All right, we are, years old. What you know about? You, you got to talk to your audience. Know your audience, Rand. What the hell? Is Rosie Ruiz? Listen, I'm doing this spontaneously. I don't have time to prepare. Is there a more recent example of cheating that not the Astros? Like, I mean, the Astros no, I go to. If yeah, it was anybody else, I would say, "Oh, they're like the 2000 what 18 Houston Astros." They right. cheat to get ahead. Or, you know, I guess like Bill, you know, for some people, Tom Brady with the, but Tom Brady. Oh, there you go. Deflate gate. There you go. Yeah. Deflate gate. But, you know, Tom Brady is kind of, he kind of leaving, leaving New England and then winning that championship in your hometown of Tampa yes. Bay. Yes. Sort of, you know, really polished that image is because it's yeah. tough to hate him anymore because hey. he's not in New England anymore. Hammer drunk on it's New England. Hammer drunk on avocado tequila and throwing the Lombardi trophy to another boat. Dude, awesome. he won everybody awesome. over in the country, yeah. Uh, well, he won me over when he made everybody from Boston miserable by leaving <laughs> and then winning a championship. <laughs> that true. was awesome. He's now That's my true. hero. As no a New one's Yorker. made Boston. Yeah. No one since Babe Ruth has made Boston as unhappy as Tom Brady did last year. <laughs> but call. So that would Good be a call. go-to for cheating. But Rosie Ruiz, look it up if you don't know the reference if you're under 50 years old. If you don't know Rosie Ruiz. Uh, she cheated on the Boston Marathon. She took the subway. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to no, run. You- not, run. Yeah. not take the subway. Yeah. Um, and, um, <laughs> and, and so he was a fan of the Astros and the Astros absolutely cheated in that series. We know it. We know that what that guy was wearing, uh, you know, he was wearing a, uh, a something in his chair, right? Yeah. Who was it? Yeah. Uh, uh, Jose Altuve. 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 Yeah. Altuve. So I was, I watched that game. That was one of the games I watched. I haven't watched the game this year, Bill. Not yet. <laughs> but I got time left. There's still yeah. the season. But they, uh, but I did watch that game. That was a World Series game involving the Yankees, and I am a putative Yankees fan. And they, I mean, that that's a that's a heartbreak that they cheated on that. That's that's you should be ashamed. It's tough to be an Astros fan after that. I think you have to, you have to, you have to do a penance. You have to, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be a little ashamed. You gotta be a little ashamed if you're. Look, here's here's the biggest issue for me with the Astros is they're the they were one of the biggest benefactors of the pandemic than anyone else because the season got canceled and then kind of they played 60 game quickie season, but they were going to get destroyed at every ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, in they, that they, 2020 they, season and they didn't get it. And they, and they, avoided they, got that. Away they, got, they got away with it. Yeah. And then they all bailed on the all-star game this year. Oh, I'm, I don't feel good. I'm Did they really? I didn't even know oh, yeah. Not, Not one Astro went. Yeah. Here's what I will say. COVID has had so many devastating impacts besides the ones we all know about the horrible. I mean, all the things that have happened, the top line things, but I mean, it also, it got the Astros off the hook and it made my kids get into like these incredibly expensive <laughs> sports. So like the, the, the hits just keep on coming with this yeah. freaking virus bill. Yeah. Just That's true. bad things happen over and over again. All right. So Ryan has a question, which I think we've gotten a variation of this question before. Yeah. Um, we'll see if my answer changes. We can go back and see whether I'm in a different mood. So I answer it completely yeah. differently. 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's how the drugs affect you today, right? I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's, it's all depends. I, I mean, the drugs your therapist it's how I feel during the day. It's like what Donald yeah. Trump said about his net worth. It depends how I feel that day. You know, when he estimates his net worth. I, how I feel about about part time agents. What I will say is this: I think it's hard to be a part time agent and do this well. I think it's really hard. I don't think it's impossible, but I think it's hard because I think at the very least you need inventory knowledge, which only comes from really immersing yourself in the business. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there's a difference between a part-timer who they're part-time because they have a 40-hour-a-week job and they're doing this on the weekends and occasional nights. That, I think, is impossible. I don't think you can do that. If you want to tell me they're part-time because they have young kids and so they don't want a full-time job, so they want to work 20, 25 hours, I think, they can, I think that's, that's doable or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Like you don't... But I don't think you can have a full-time job and be a productive real estate agent and be an effective real estate agent. I do think that you don't need to necessarily work 40, 50, 60 hours a week to be an effective real estate agent. But if you aren't going to be working those hours, then you really do have to connect yourself to the, you have to, you have to do all the things to learn all the skills that you need to have. But you also need to like know the inventory because like, here's the thing, Bill. That's the hardest part of the job. I, not the hard. There's many hard parts of the job. But one of the things that's underrated, it may be the most underrated skill that agents have, is just knowing what's out there because they have a, they have to know every home. They have to know all the price ranges, all the areas. They have to, they don't know when they're going to have a buyer that's at this price range or this neighborhood or whatever else, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me, um, I have to, I have to share an answer with somebody who's sent a question, Jeff Seabach, right? He's one of my Phoenix guys that you, you, you think is a, a bot. Um, I ask the same question to every guest at the end of every podcast. You know that, right? It's what's, yeah. what one thing, one piece of advice would you give a new agent? You know what this piece of advice was? In your first 30 days, go preview 200 homes. Yeah, that's good advice. It's seven homes a day. You can do it. You're not going to be doing yeah. anything else. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what you're saying, right? You've that's got to know advice. Okay. Cool. You got to know the inventory. And, and you know what's so funny about it is that, you know, the people that say that anyone that diminishes what real estate agents do and says, oh, they... You know, it's an easy job. You know, everybody who sells a house and then has to write a commission check says that all that agent did, they're only seeing like, they say, oh, all that agent did was this and I'm paying him $25,000. I should go get my license. It's really easy money. They don't see, it's like the, it's like the duck, you know, on the surface, the duck looks like he's not moving, but then underneath the surface, the feet are just paddling like crazy. Like, I think we make it look too easy sometimes about the stuff we have to do. And there's a lot of work that agents do that are just, it's disconnected from a particular client, but it's right. stuff they need to know how to do to service all their clients. Right. And one of them is know the inventory, both from a listing side, so you know the competition, and from a buy side, so you know what's out there that your buyers might be able to buy. And that's really, really important. And I'll just tell you a story because it reminds me of one time I was I was looking at a car. Um, I forget what, what was it, a Volvo or something? I was at a Volvo dealership and I was looking at two different models and I wanted to know if one was longer than the other, like just in terms of like this, this one car bigger. I mean, I'm trying to get a sense of the size of the two cars. So I asked him, is this one bigger than this one? And he didn't know. He had to go look it up. Mm. And I'm like, dude, you've got five cars here. Like you sell new cars at a Volvo dealership. There are five cars. There's the lower end sedan, the big sedan. There's the SUV. And like, I don't know, maybe something like a higher SUV, bigger SUV. There's five cars. How do you not know every freaking thing about that car? Right. I, you should not the least you should tell it's it's 180 inches or whatever. Would that would that be a lot? That's a pretty long car, but um, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a six foot car. Yeah. That's not very long. Um, All right. 
It's not so 880 inches would be what? That would be that's like a 14 foot car. That's a lot. <laughs> I did the math wrong twice. <laughs> you did, you did, just I'm keep going. Do no math. I'm just going to put myself on mute and let you roll. Go. <laughs> so, in other words, he should know his inventory because he has. Yes. It's yes. five cars. They don't change the models. The same models as last year. They tweak them. So I have to do is keep track of the little tweaks. Meanwhile, yeah. an agent working in my market. There might be 40 homes that come on the market every day. Yeah. Every day in the county. And I'll bet there are places where it's, it's three or four or five times that. Yeah. That you have to know all of them. And it's just, I don't know. It's like a torrent of information that gets fucked. I will say to this, you know, to go to his question, can you do it? Yes. Is it harder? Yes. Does it mean you have to narrow down to be successful? Yes. What I would tell somebody who wants to work part time is don't, Learn how to do the job really well and then join the team of an agent that's going to do all the rainmaking. Because the one thing you don't have the time to do is to do all your lead gen. You don't have time to do lead gen. So let join a program, either a team or if you're, if your broker has an e team where you're going to get all the e leads and be able to follow up with them, whatever it is, get something that takes the lead gen off your plate for your first couple of years and then learn the skill of working with agents. Because if you do that, well, then you're un- first, and also you're under the guidance then of an agent that knows what they're doing and can really teach you and understand and to do even more than any new way. It's not bad advice for new agents generally, right? For a new part timer, it's I think it's the only way you can be successful because you don't have time to do both the lead gen and to gain the the knowledge that and 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 learn the um the the things you need to do to be successful. And don't get salty about that split. That's part of being part of a team because that. Is why that you're paying for that training and that experience and that getting set up for success down the road, right? Because I know you've seen that. It it <laughs> the inability. I'm sighing now because this. I mean, this is one of the biggest problems in the industry is the inability for people to be able to differentiate price and value. Mm-hmm. Agents, yep. and the same thing with consumers. That consumers say, "Well, I don't want to pay X percent commission," and they don't realize. There's real value that they get for that. And I would say the same thing for agents that, well, I mean, this, this, this company is going to pay me a bigger split. Well, what's the value you're getting for them? I mean, there's some companies that pay a really high split, but they shouldn't even be taking what they're taking. They're, they're taking for nothing. They're giving you anything. Right. And there are companies, I mean, to be fair, there are companies that take a big split and also don't provide nearly enough to justify that split. I think, but I think there are companies that give value. And I think there are companies that give value at high spit. I think there are split and there are companies that give value at low split and either anything. That's all fine. As long as they're giving value, that's what you want. You want to see value with what you're getting from your broker. And, um, and, and I think that to go back to the point of the question of Ryan's question of being a new agent. Yeah. I mean, you can do it. You can, you can do it, but you really have to, you got to take it seriously. Don't treat it like a part-time job. And you know what I liken it to? I liken it to brokers who get into affiliate businesses mm. and don't treat them like independent businesses and put people in charge of those independent businesses that know what they're doing, yeah. but try to do it as a, what they never think about is the fact that they're basically trying to be a part-time title sale, title uh, broker, right. or title sales. Uh, uh, we'll call uh, it a title company. Title company. Yes. Thank you. Or a mortgage company. And right. they're doing it part-time and you yep. can't do it part-time. That's why so many companies fail at affiliate businesses because they treat it like a part-time job and you can't yep. do that. And that's why so many agents who are, you can't treat it like a part-time job. You can treat it as a full-time job that you just don't work 40 hours a week on. 
Yeah. But there are lots of agents that are full-time in real estate that we think of as full-time that they're not working 40 hours, you know, yeah. not working 40 hours. And so it can be done. It can be done. So I don't know if that's what, I think that's what I said three months ago when we had a question. It's pretty close. Yeah. I think, I think that was Anthony who talked about, um, you have an encyclopedic memory on this. I though. think I it remember. was. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't remember what I said at the beginning of this podcast. And you're like, <laughs> oh, hey, I'm not going to, I'm not going to forget the question about I'm not going to f- golf, gymnastics, <laughs> horses and skiing. Yeah. I know what you said at the beginning. It took yeah. like 17 minutes to get to the question. I know what you said. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Hey, sorry about you that. know, you, um, the real estate sessions is on hiatus. I do this every year now around the anniversary of the the podcast. I'm celebrating six years doing that podcast. That's this awesome. podcast, yeah. And so um, I I I, re- I do real estate session rewinds. I just run some you know past episodes. And so I think uh, I think we're gonna do the same thing with uh, with ranting and raving. I'm you know yeah. like twenty episodes. I'm gonna go grab Zillow Bro for sure and a couple of others, <laughs> and and we're gonna we're gonna throw some reruns in there for a few weeks. We'll be back. Um, First Friday in September. Does that sound good yeah. to you? After uh, I think after Labor Day, right? After, after Labor, Labor Day, Day. It might yeah. be the first yeah. Friday. It might be the second Friday of, uh, okay, yeah. of, of September. Yes. Be good to get a nice break. I will miss you. <laughs> you know, we may have to do this like just on our own, not record it. Just like Yeah, we'll just I'll freeze. just call you up when I'm driving. You know, we'll just we'll just riff together. Yeah, you gotta keep, and, keep uh, but keep I will, I will miss, I'll miss doing this, but I think we can all use a little break. I think people need a break from me because I think this can be <laughs> this is a tough listen sometimes, I think, but, Bill. But that doesn't mean they can't send in questions. We still need oh, questions. Yes, please still send it. Let's have a good bunch of questions when we yeah. come back in September. 480-270-4590. Leave a message on that great old Google voice machine. It's awesome. And uh, Joe, have a great rest of your summer. Um, I hope, I'm, I know there's going to be some stuff with the kids in there, you know, all kidding aside. And so you and the family have a great September, a great Labor Day. And we will, uh, we'll, we'll get you back on here afterwards. Yeah, have a great summer, Bill. We'll see you after Labor Day. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks so much for checking out Randing and Raving with Joe Rand on the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can always throw in a rating and review. That helps as well. And to leave your question or comment for Joe, the number is 480-270-4590.